All right, hour two, Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. Last week, I mentioned to you that the overwhelming majority of Americans, they trust by far more than two to one their doctors over the uh, flip-flopping, ever-wrong, frankly, at times, lying uh, Dr. Fauci. Nothing that he's ever said has he gotten right. It's unbelievable. Rand Paul confronted him again and pressed him for answers for all the missteps that he made. And Fauci, you know, just, just gets angry on top of it listen in an email exchange with dr collins you conspire and i quote here directly from the email to create a quick and devastating published takedown of three prominent epidemiologists from harvard oxford and stanford instead of engaging them on the merits you and dr collins sought to smear them as fringe and take them down and not in journals in lay press this is not only antithetical to the scientific method, it's the epitome of cheap politics, and it's reprehensible, Dr. Fauci. And you keep coming back to personal attacks on me that have absolutely no relevance to reality. You are the one responsible. You are the architect. You are the lead architect for the response from the government, and now 800,000 people have died. What happens when he gets out and accuses me of things that are completely untrue is that all of a sudden that kindles the crazies out there and I have life threats upon my life. Realize that by attacking me, you're attacking the one member who actually has suffered from violent attacks. I was at the ball field today. Steve Scalise almost died. I was 10 feet away from a staffer who was shot in the leg. And uh, now we have Jim Jordan is saying that if the Republicans take back control of the House, they will do a full, complete investigation into Anthony Fauci, the origins of the coronavirus and whether or not the NIH funded it, which we already know happened. Um, and it goes downhill from there. Senator Rand Paul is with us now. The reality is we don't really need an investigation based on what we know from the Intercept documents, the NIH's own materials, and from Dr. Fauci's emails as it goes to gain a function. Boy, you know, why does he take it so personally when you just tell him the truth about his own words and his own actions? Well, there's enough to fire him or at the very least to relieve him of it. But you're right. What he does is misdirection. So we ask him why he made personal attacks. So then he accuses me of making a personal attack by asking him why he personally attacked these doctors. I think it's a valid question. The guy makes $420,000 a year, the highest paid person in government, and he's using his office and the proceeds of his office to attack people who are his enemies, people who disagree with him. And think about what the disagreement about is. The Great Barrington Declaration simply says that older people get COVID more, die about a 1,000 times more than a 10-year-old, an 80-year-old does, and we should treat them differently. I actually think it's malpractice for Fauci and others to say that your 10-year-old should receive the same treatment as an 80-year-old. That doesn't have anything to do with their individual risk and absolutely is not the way we have practiced medicine. So I do think that we do need to challenge him, but he is trying to reverse the tables and now what happens is the liberal media only reports his response it doesn't report that he didn't answer the question that was asked why are you smearing other scientists i think all of these are good questions you have introduced legislation now to repeal the dc vaccine mandates at the same time simultaneously the biden administration is threatening to cut COVID funds to arizona unless they maintain 
mask requirements for school. I mean, all of this now is in the realm of, of politics. The CDC even admits what I've been saying for two years. I got banned from YouTube for saying cloth masks don't work. The CD now officially has admitted what I've been saying since the beginning of the pandemic. Cloth masks don't work. So how can you mandate people wear something that CDC says doesn't work? Are they going to mandate the N95s? N95s work, but I'd like to see a two-year-old wear one for more than two minutes. I mean, the thing is, is None of these mandates have slowed down the disease. We have a million people a day getting this. It goes in and around and through your mask. Even the good mask, nobody can wear them tight enough, long enough to keep the virus out. People breathe around the mask, and the masks have not stopped this. In Sweden, they don't wear masks, and guess what? The incidence of the disease is about the same, and they've had no deaths in their schools. No kids in Sweden are wearing masks. You know, for goodness sakes, how long are we going to punish the kids, particularly when there's no evidence that the masks are helping? The booster shot. They want to give booster shots to kids. There is no evidence that they're changing anything about it. Why are we even mandating that kids, uh, if if you look at the deaths over the two-year period of this pandemic, we're now in the third year, for kids ages 5 to 11, it's, it's comparable to the number of children that we lose every year to influenza. I wish we wouldn't lose any children. But it's these are comparable numbers. And as you rightly point out, this is mostly and has been mostly a disease of the elderly, uh, those that are obese, comorbidities, pre-existing conditions, compromised immune systems. Yeah, you're exactly right. So for kids under 18, it's about the same risk as being struck by lightning. So if we're going to mandate masks and mandate vaccines, I've said we should mandate helmets that have lightning bolt protectors on them, lightning rods on them to divert lightning. Every time your child goes outside, he needs to have a mask on. He needs to have earmuffs in case anything will get in through his ears, goggles, and by all means, a lightning protector on his head. How Uh, frightening is this? Uh This is lunacy. We've got a poll now out, um, the Heartland Institute and Rasmussen Reports, that 59% of Democratic voters want unvaccinated people confined at home. 45% want them in designated facilities. 48% demand fines or imprisonment for anyone who questions the efficacy of vaccines. You, you saw this whole you know, debacle play out in in. Australia with Novak Djokovic, which I thought was ridiculous. They had already given him a medical exemption. Um, And by the way, after the CDC revised their mask mandate, something you've been advocating for two years. Yeah, on on Djokovic, the tennis star, the world, you know, class tennis star. The thing is, is it goes against all medical advice to vaccinate people who've been recently infected. He just had COVID just before Christmas. He had a positive test. Nobody. No doctor on the planet that's of any value recommends vaccination within 90 days. I don't think he probably ever needs it. He's had it twice. He's probably got 20 times more immunity than anybody that has the vaccine because the vaccines are helpful, but they're just not that great. They are not perfect. They help prevent you from getting really sick if you're at risk, but they don't prevent transmission. And the thing is, is he's protected. He's a world-class athlete. He's just had COVID. He doesn't need a vaccine, but the vaccine might actually be harmful. In the male category, in the young age, the more vaccines you give them, the higher the risk is for myocarditis. So 90% of the myocarditis comes with a second shot, and yet we have University of Chicago, Princeton, Ivy Leagues, all saying the kids have to have three shots. They have to have a booster when the risk for death is zero. Virtually zero, they're forcing them to take something that actually could be harmful to their health. 
Let me ask you about now fully vaccinated people, fully vaccinated with a booster people, fully vaccinated booster natural immunity are getting Omicron. And yet we ran out of tests over Christmas. We ran out of monoclonal antibodies over Christmas. We've we've had the testing now for almost two years. We've had monoclonals for 18 months. Uh, uh, and and, you know, how is it the antivirals that every doctor I talk to is is gung-ho on how come they're not being mass-produced well the, the tests are in short supply because they're doing the wrong thing they're testing people who aren't sick if we simply gave out the advice which is very reasonable and common sense take a test if you're sick so if you have a cold and you're going to visit with your parents who are in their 80s or 90s take a test to make sure you don't take COVID over to their house but if you're not sick and you're at school. See, they're testing all these college kids, all these elementary school kids, all these junior high kids. They're testing them with no symptoms. They also are ignoring the science. The rapid test, if you have no symptoms, is a virtually worthless test. It's right about one out of three times. So it's got a 30 to 40 percent. By the way, uh, I know this from personal experience. I, I know 11 people that tested negative on a, on a home rapid test, which, by the way, had an efficacy earlier in the pandemic of around 90, 95 percent, the Abbott test. <clears throat> They'd show negative on that test and they get the PCR the same day. Then 11 people I know then tested positive with the PCR test. Home test is a reasonable test if you have symptoms. It might be 80% successful. It's not perfect, but maybe 80% correct if you have symptoms. If you don't have symptoms and you use it as a screening test, it isn't very valuable. So all the crap that we've been doing to NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, all the testing of people who aren't sick, it's just a worthless test. But the thing is, is that's why we have no tests and there's a shortage of tests because millions of people who aren't sick are being tested. It's sort of this idea, and the Greater Barrington people, Dr. Atlas pointed this out, we're quarantining people who aren't sick and we're testing people who aren't sick. We've never, ever done that in the history of medicine. It's a terrible idea, but it all flows downhill from Dr. Fauci. Everything, giving boosters to kids, mandating boosters to go to college, all that's from Dr. Fauci. All the science is wrong, and it's authoritarian, and it takes away our freedoms and liberties, and it is not based in science. The kids do not need a booster. Quick break. More with Senator Rand Paul, Dr. Rand Paul of Kentucky. On the other side, then your calls, 800-941-SEAN. Our number as we continue. Right, we continue with Senator Rand Paul, Dr. Rand Paul of Kentucky. Let me ask you specifically, as is, is it possible that Omicron, as, as contagious as it has been, it's far less lethal than, say, the Delta variant. Is it possible this now gets us to herd immunity and the pandemic gets to an endemic stage? Definitely it's going to become endemic. You can get herd immunity to a certain variant, and the question is whether or not that variant will give you immunity to the other variants. If you get Omicron, I think, and I tell people this all the time, you are boosted. That is your booster. It's a million times better than any booster you'll get from the pharmaceutical companies because it's a booster to a broad array of proteins. We are going to have, it is going to become endemic. If it becomes Omicron-like, and that's endemic, it'll be closer to uh, something like the, we have four other common colds that are caused, caused by coronavirus. That's the hope as it will be. But people are still dying as we speak, and Dr. Fauci never gets on television, never tells them what they could do. There is early treatment. There are anti-inflammatory medications. There's one that even the entire medical community agrees with. It's an antidepressant that has a secondary use, and it's called fluvoxamine. There are the monoclonal antibodies. 
They are ramping them up. Biden administration has screwed this up. But monoclonal antibodies are still one of the best treatments out there. There is remdesivir, and the studies show that remdesivir, if it's given earlier, if you don't wait till you're going on the ventilator, it actually has significant effect and has much less effect if you're already on the ventilator. So most I, I have found my treatment. own anecdotal experience, uh, and you're the medical doctor, not me. I'm not playing one, but I have found that monoclonal by far are the treatment of choice and and while regeneron has been great and eli Lilly has been great there's the new gsk sertrovimab i believe is how you pronounce it their monoclonal antibodies are more omicron specific but also work on delta and and other variants has that been your experience much so the monoclonal antibodies are a real miracle for people but here's the thing the government did right before christmas they said, well, Omicron's not working very well. The, the older monoclonals, the Regeneron and Eli Lilly, aren't working very well. And that's probably true. But if you got sick between Christmas and now, how do you know you had Omicron? Even if Delta's only 3%, it's much more deadly and you're getting sick. Would you want them to say, oh, well, we don't have any monoclonals because Biden administration quit releasing the Regeneron and Eli Lilly? They went a week without releasing any. And the doctors were clamoring for it because he... The doctor often doesn't know whether you have Delta or Omicron. They just know the statistics that most everything's Omicron. But if you're sick as a dog and, and they're looking to put you on the ventilator, but they can break down the sequence of, of can't they, they break can. down the sequence of the variant that you test positive for? But it just takes time, correct? They can, but see, most hospitals don't have the ability and don't have the time to do it. So, ninety percent of America, if you go in, they're not telling you whether it's Omicron or Delta. They're just doing a COVID test, and they're going to treat you for COVID. But my point is this: the the Sotrovimab is the better one, and that we don't have enough of it. But if you're really, really sick, wouldn't you take the older monoclonal antibody if you don't know? Because you may well still have Delta. And so we just this is what happens when you let the central planners in government make the decision. If one we, person we, uh, Dr. Paul, it ruins Senator, the whole country. We never had a shortage of monoclonal antibodies until Joe Biden got involved. And then he started buying up all of the supply. And and we had governors, Nome, Abbott, DeSantis and others. They were bypassing because once Biden found out they existed only a few months ago, then he started rationing it and states didn't have enough. They didn't have then the ability to buy it on their own like they were doing down in Florida. Last, oh, This is your last word. Well, there's another name for it. When the government buys all of something and distributes it, it's called socialism. Central planning doesn't work for the economy. <laughs> or hoarding. They really messed it up. Yeah, they really messed it up. And some of it became politicized. Yeah, as usual, right? Anyway, you've been phenomenal on this issue, um, and uh, I know that they're targeting you a little bit in Kentucky. I don't think it's going to work, Senator. You're up for re-election this uh, this midterm year, and you've you've done a great job on this and other issues as well. So, thank you for being with us. Well, thank you. People go to RandPaul.com. They can help me out. We want to keep up the fight. All right. Thank you, Senator. Appreciate it. 800-941-SHAWN is our number. You want to be part of the program. Uh, when we come back, we'll hit the phones. 800-941-SHAWN. Quick break. Right back. All right. 25 to the top of the hour. Let's hit the phones on this Monday. 800-941-SHAWN. You want to be a part of the program. Jeff is in Minnesota. We'll start with you, Jeff. Glad you called, sir. Hi, Sean. Thank you very much for taking the time to talk with me today. You're very um, welcome. I want to talk, talk about my son who uh, passed away seven days after receiving his second COVID shot. Um, oh my, my gosh! When did that? When, when did this happen? Um, my son died on January the fourth, um, seven days after his second COVID shot. 
How how old uh, was your son? My son was 41. Are you sure it's related to the shot? I mean, there have been, you know, instances where people have reactions, but it's kind of rare. Are you sure it's related? Well, uh, he went in to get his shot um, a week prior. Uh, he was feeling great. He got home from getting his shot, and about six hours later, he called me and told me that he was starting to feel the side effects um, similar to what I had felt, and he was curious as to, you know, when they would stop. And then day after day, he just continued to go downhill. And then um, on day six, uh, he was taken by ambulance to a hospital. And uh, they told me he had multiple blood clots to the heart and to the lungs. And um, he passed away uh, at the hospital on early Tuesday morning. Um, when do the, we does talk- the do the doctors there do the coroners believe it's related to the vaccine? Well, when we when we were first told about the death certificate, the funeral director um, saw the death certificate, and it said that the primary cause of death was cardiac arrest related to uh, blood clotting in the lungs and the heart. The secondary cause of death was listed as COVID nineteen vaccine. Uh, reaction. Um, they actually they actually that. put that on the death certificate. Well, then the death certificate went back to the doctor, and the doctor refused to sign it. The death certificate was sent to our medical examiner's office uh, for signature. At that time, they um, scrubbed it, and they decided that they would send uh, uh, out for toxicology and all other types of tests. Um, before they would uh, give us a determination of death and a death certificate. They told us that it would take anywhere from six to eight weeks uh, for those studies to be concluded. So well, first, right now, let, me, let me just say, I'm so, I'm so sorry about you losing your son. Was he otherwise healthy? Did he have any pre-existing conditions, any comorbidities, any, uh, any immuno uh, issues, compromised immune system in any way? Well, um, uh, probably about eight years ago, um, he was diagnosed with some liver problems, and I'm not Mm -hmm. privy to all of that, but um, that was all related to some uh, massive antibiotics and a drug called Accutane that he was on. Um, He suffered from... Accutane, isn't that what people take for... Is that the one that people take for acne, Linda? Uh, that, yeah, that's uh, it. it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, uh-huh. he, like he, really, really he, severe cases. He Let me severe. ask you a question. It's I, if I was you, and I'm just I, I look. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a medical examiner, obviously. But if it's related in this way, and you, you, I'm getting the sense that people don't, you know, want to go along with what the finding originally was. Um, I would bring in a if you can afford it. I know it's expensive. Um, a, a third party individual somebody like a dr Baden, who I, I i trust a lot um and there are others and and let them do make their determination i i i wouldn't want to exhume the body of your son i assume by now that probably he's been buried um i, I that sounds heart-wrenching to me he's a young man he shouldn't it's just it's tragic you know there are people th- this part i know that we had this one young woman on the program when she was, I believe, 17. 
she had a reaction to a vaccine that paralyzed her for a couple of months. You know, we've heard of, of cases. Again, it's rare, but it happens. Uh, myocarditis and, and other vaccine-related um, incidences that people are having. Nobody wants to talk about it, but now it's, it's the, the overwhelming majority of people do fine. That's that's understandable. But we have to look at the risks of anything that we're going to put in our body, in my opinion. Um, I would get some outside individual that can look at the, the information and perhaps do their own examination, because I think you deserve answers. And then what you decide to do from there is going to be probably based on what the findings are. Yeah, yeah. He he was feeling perfect the day he went in for that second shot, and uh, the next six days it was just it was just horrible. And we were trying to get him into the hospital, um, but and he spent he was going to go in on Monday, and he spent the entire day in bed. And then Mondays when the ambulance came and took him, and then he died Tuesday morning. Um, Gosh, I can't believe it. Is he married? Do he have kids? Uh, he has a young son, Kelvin McIntosh. Um, he's a, was a single father. He was uh, raising Kelvin on his own. Um, so I, and I'm I'm with Kelvin right now, um, and uh, we're we're going to take care of Kelvin. And uh, Kelvin's got a GoFundMe page, and people have been wonderful with uh, comments and. Um, his I'm just so sorry. Are- I mean, losing <clears throat> losing a child. It just isn't natural. Um, no. And I can think of nothing more painful. And you as a father have every right to, uh, to know what really happened. And it sounds to me like if one determination is made and, and then they don't want to. I, I, w- I would just for me, I would want to find out the truth. I would want to know and understand. And and we need to know. The, everybody should know, have a healthy understanding with perspective of the risks of putting anything into their body. That's my opinion. And Absolutely true. This girl couldn't go to the college of her choice that I mentioned because her doctor said she is not a candidate for the vaccine. Again, that's a rare condition. And because of Hawaii rules, she wasn't allowed to go to Brigham Young in Hawaii where she really had dreamed of going. And I felt bad for her. And they wouldn't make a, a medical exemption. It's one size fits all medicine. And this is why I refuse to tell people what to do with this vaccine and, and these decisions. I do not know. I'm not a doctor. I never did in four years of medical school. I didn't do an internship and a residency. I don't know people's health history. I don't know their underlying condition. That that is only a decision one can make with their doctor, doctors, medical professionals that they trust. And it amazes me how many people, you know, just want to, you know, one size fits all. That's their their model. And uh, that is about as unscientific. That's not following science to me as as anything I can think of. So um, I'm so sorry. I pray for you and your family and your son. I hope you get the answers that you're looking for. And. Um, but it sounds to me like the only way you're going to get them is to bring in a, a third party um, to help find them. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you very much. I'm Sean. sorry. I know this is a uh-huh. painful time for you. It is. I'm thank so you. sorry. Eight hundred nine four one. Sean. Yeah, it's rare. We've read a lot. I've, I've I read everything. 
And this is, it's rare, but it's happening. It does happen to people. And nobody, we can't, can't talk about that. One size fits all medicine. How's that, how's that following the science? Just like young kids, 5 to 11, they got to get vaccinated. They got to get boosted. How's that following the science? And when it, you know, they follow the science only when it's convenient to them. How do you not follow the science now that we have breakthrough cases? Vaccinated, vaccinated and boosted, vaccinated, boosted with natural immunity, and you're still getting breakthrough cases. I know so many people now that have had COVID not once, but twice. All right, quick break. Right back to the phones. 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern on Fox. We've got a great show to tell you about that coming up. All right, we told you interest rates are coming. We're expecting three, maybe four interest rate hikes this year. Um, this could happen as early as March. Making now the time to cut down your debt and spend less on interest. Now, I want you to make one phone call to AmericanFinancing.net. I'll give you that number in a minute. Now, they are going to help you pay less on your mortgage and pay less on higher interest on your mortgage. You could save potentially hundreds, if not thousands of dollars every year, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars over the course of your loan. So why wouldn't you do it? It's a free mortgage review, absolutely free, no obligation, no strings attached. And this is significant money. Do it now before it's too late. 866-615-9200. 866-615-9200. On the web, it's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, Uh When we come back, uh, we will talk to Ami Horowitz, Julie Kelly, and much more about the Democrats and their obsession of January 6th. Straight ahead. He's not a great golfer. He's a mediocre tennis player. But he's pretty good on the radio. Sean Hannity is on right now. War. As we get back to our busy phones, let's see. I think it's JP in California. What's up, JP? How are you? Hi, Sean. What's going on? Thank you for taking my call. Listen, I was a Democrat, and uh, thanks to Rush Limbaugh, I am now a Republican. And thanks to listening to you for all these years, I'm a true conservative. Well, thank you, my friend. We miss Rush, too. Oh, yeah, big time, big time. I mean, he's changed my life. Yeah, big time. My question is that. When the Republicans take back the House in 2022 and control the Senate, would that make Kevin McCarthy the Speaker of the House and Nancy Pelosi out? And would that make Kevin McCarthy third in line for the presidency? If he became the Speaker of the House and now the Republican caucus would would vote on that. Um, There are things that I know that I'm I'm going to just not because I'm hiding anything from you, but there's going to be. I think a very smart strategy emerging by Republicans if this comes to fruition. That's why I'm hesitant to talk about something that may not happen. That I think that conservatives in this country will take heart in uh, if they do it right. <laughs> Never underestimate the Republican Party's ability to screw something up. And um, I would say that this is this is a this is a pivotal election. This is. 
all hands on deck. This this is a tipping point for the country, in my view. It's that bad. I mean, imagine if the Democrats take uh, Nancy Pelosi speaker and Schumer has a majority in the Senate. It's over. All these things, all these power grabs that they want, they'll change. They'll get rid of the filibuster. They'll they'll move forward with their voting rights bill, which basically empowers, you know, gets rid of voter ID, for God's sakes. I mean, that's insane. They'll move forward with their radical agenda. They'll pack the courts. They'll do it all. New Green Deal, Build Back Better Socialism, all of it will happen. You know, in this sense, we have a window of opportunity here that will only open once, and that's in November. And we better pay very close attention to the importance of this midterm. Well, I agree with you, and I hope that McCarthy becomes Speaker of the House, that's for sure. Well, let's see. You know, that's going to be up to the Republicans you elect. Um, but I think he's definitely the front runner at this time. Pete in California will stay there. What's up, Pete? Hey, Sean. Um, with what we know today um, about the breakthrough cases being really high, um, what sense does it make? Where's the logic in testing only unvaccinated to at the workplace? It's dumb. <laughs> I mean, uh, you want me to be very you want me to say it any and be any more clear? Vaccinated people, fully vaccinated, vaccinated with boosters, vaccinated boosters and natural immunity are testing positive and getting COVID. I mean, so it, the only thing that it would do, and, you know, as we were discussing with, with Rand Paul, I know a lot of people that tested negative on a rapid home test, but got a PCR test because they had symptoms, and the PCR comes back positive, but the rapid at home came back negative. Now, by the way, prior to this, to be fair to the home testing manufacturers like Abbott, um, prior to that, it was a lot more accurate, but Omicron apparently is more difficult to detect early. So, you know, the PCR is, it would be, in my view, the gold standard, but you're making a good point. What's the point? If you're going to use a rapid test that's not a 100% effective, you're still going to have people come in with, potentially with COVID that could spread it. Well, the, the, the vaccinated could come in with COVID and spread it to the unvaccinated, who are the only uh-huh. ones getting tested to work? Uh-huh. That's a great point. So what's the point? That's what you're saying. Listen, right. this is a new reality now. Like everything else that they predicted, I mean, we played Fauci, we played Biden, we played Kamala, we played everybody saying that if you got the vaccination, you're never going to get COVID. You're You're protected from getting COVID. Okay, it's not the case. Just another one of their... Their lies and missteps and miscalculations and lack of understanding of science. So, you know, for people, one of the reasons I've been urging all of you to research on your own, one of the reasons I put on doctors that have varying point of views, some that I agree with and disagree with, is so that you can take all this information like, for example, most people, I went out of my way to start using the word monoclonal antibodies, monoclonal antibodies, because I knew nobody else was talking about it. And I knew these breakthrough cases started with Delta. So, um, and I realized that people then, you, you need another option short of, you need a booster, you need a vaccination. You can be boosted and still get it. So what do you do if you do get it? Ask your doctor about monoclonal antibodies is would be my first step. 
but that's between you and your doctor. I mean, I can't play one on radio. Anyway, 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of the program, quick break right back.